Independent Podcast. Happy Wednesday. If you noticed, we're now changing our posting date and going to be dropping episodes every Wednesday. So stay tuned. It's my favorite day of the week, hump day. Uh, I'm Nika Farb and I'm here with Hi everyone, it's Katie and welcome back to the Miss Independent podcast. Today we have a very interesting and special episode where we're going to be diving into who Kathy Wood is and ARC Investments. Okay, so let's get into it. So for those of you who don't know, Kathy Wood is the founder, she's the CEO and CIO of ARC Investment Management LLC, also known as ARC Invest which is an investment management firm that basically manages um, exchange-traded funds. Kathy was named the best stock picker of 2020 by Bloomberg News and takes the number 80 spot on the Forbes sixth annual list of America's richest self-made women. First of all, I love the fact that Forbes has a list of America's richest self-made women. I think that speaks volumes. And I, I personally think Kathy Wood is a pioneer for women in finance. She is paving the way for other female fund managers, for females to basically go into finance and prove themselves in this heavily male-dominated space. So Katie, what are your thoughts on Kathy Wood? I think that Kathy Wood is an incredible visionary and that she sees value in companies that haven't exactly popped off yet. And I think the best example of this is with Elon Musk's car company, Tesla. To give you some context, Tesla's share price was lingering around $200 in May of 2019, um, where the shares were trading approximately five years earlier. So at this time, everyone was doubting Tesla except for Kathy. She was the voice of reason in hindsight. And even though everyone saw Tesla as this, you know, cool car company with nice cars and a cool logo, but that's all they saw Tesla as. Whereas in 2019, Kathy saw Tesla as the future. She predicted that Tesla would build a fleet of robo-taxis, which we talked about in our last episode, and value Tesla at over $1 trillion, and that their shares would soar 20 to 30 times by 2023. So when it comes to Kathy and her predictions, I think she is incredible. I think she's very smart. I think she does amazing and forward-looking financial analysis. What are your thoughts, Nika? I think she's paving the way for women in finance to make their way into this sector. I think she has a ton of people who don't support her. And especially in the early days in 2019, when she was a big proponent for Tesla, there was a lot of people looking at her like she was crazy because Tesla at that point uh, hadn't hadn't earned nearly as uh, as much profit as like a typical car company. And so Tesla was all about building this infrastructure and Kathy saw the, the potential in that. And she saw the potential in Elon. She also saw the potential in Tesla outside of just um, the car company. Their their Tesla energy plants are a huge component of the company as well. So I think she's got a great eye for innovative companies. And that's something that we'll talk more about today. Um, a lot of the haters that you know are, are not fans of Kathy say that she does what any 12-year-old 
could do. And basically, she's picked, uh, you know, the most innovative stocks that are the market leaders and put them all together into this exchange traded fund or ETF. And for those of you guys who don't know what an ETF is, just a quick reminder, it's basically like a basket of stocks that you could buy on the stock market. So all of these people that aren't supporters of her think that she does what a quote unquote, and I've seen some videos and comments online about this, what any 12 year old could do. And I don't agree with that. I think she does, and her team, actually, she's got a pretty big team behind her. They do a heavy analysis on the stocks that they choose to invest in. And they do a lot of research and they make smart, educated decisions. So I, I think they're pioneers. I think Kathy is a great leader and I'm happy to see a woman dominating the space in finance. Yeah. And so am I. And I think a lot of people who are making those insensitive comments of her doing what any 12 year old can do is just out of jealousy because ARK ETFs are three of the 10 best ETFs over the last one to five year span, especially their genomics innovations and next generation ETF. Another thing that really stands out to me about Kathy is who she hires for ARK investments. So instead of hiring MBAs, Kathy prefers to hire young analysts with backgrounds in subjects like molecular biology and computer engineers, figuring that people who are in the field of the company she's looking to invest in are way more likely to have a deeper understanding of the potential of a company and way more likely to spot the next trend. So these young analysts would not be as savvy on the financial side and crunching the numbers, but would be way more savvy on recognizing the importance and the value that these breakthrough technologies will bring to the table in the long run. And I think that's where Kathy really excels with ARC ETFs is they have a long-term view instead of a short-term gain type of view. Yeah, no, I had no idea that she hires people from these different, you know, STEM fields that she invests in. I think that is such an intelligent play, especially for a community, sorry, or especially for a fund that's, you know, passionate about innovative companies. Um, I think a lot of the times, if you look at, you know, some of the big investment funds, there are a bunch of big corporate bros and they, they run analysis from a financial perspective, but they don't actually know what's going on in some of these industries. I mean, they'll do their research high level, but unless you actually know what's going on and are on the ground driving some of that change, you have no idea. Yeah, it's one thing to really look into the fundamentals and crunch the numbers of a business and understand the type of return that you may get in the long term or short term by from a financial perspective. But when it comes to these like high growth innovation companies, it's really understanding the companies from the inside and out and really picking the companies that you think are going to um, expand and innovate and go further in the long term. Something I will say though about her ETFs, which we'll get into very shortly, is that they're not diverse. Her ETFs are mainly in the technology sector, whether that goes with AI companies, fintech companies, stuff like that. So if the technology um, sector were to ever take a hit, that would significantly impact how her ETFs would do and the stock price of her ETFs. I don't necessarily agree with you there, Katie, because I know that she does do a lot of investing into telehealth and CRISPR which we'll talk about more in detail. So she's investing in healthcare. And if you look at, you know, what's been driving change in 
in the 21st century, it's technology companies. Like technology is improving at an exponential rate. Yeah, but telehealth is still technology, right? So if anything were to hit the technology sector, those types of stocks would take a hit as well. I don't know if technology will take a hit because we're seeing a huge upward trend, especially right now with the pandemic. But if it were, the whole ETF would go down as well with it. So let's let's talk about her ETFs because there's not just one ETF that she runs. Three of her uh, ETFs are in the best 10 ETFs, like Katie said, over the last one, three, and five years. But she has a few different ETFs, five specific ones that we'll talk about. So there's ARC Disruptive Innovation ETF, which has grown over 153% year to date. And this has some of the top innovative companies. In their top 10 holdings, you've got companies like Tesla, Square, Shopify, and Spotify. I always confuse those two. So I'm happy she's got both in her portfolio. Yeah, they're they're very similar in how they're spelled. But the five ETFs we're going to talk about right now are their actively managed ETFs. And actively managed means that they have a manager or a team that actively make decisions, trading decisions for the ETF. So the next ETF they have is ticker symbol ARCQ. It's autonomous technology and a robotics ETF. And this ETF has grown by 107% year to date. And the companies within this ETF may produce or enable 3D printing, autonomous transportation, robotics, and automation, energy storage, and space exploration. Speaking of space exploration, Woods Arc Investment Management filed plans for Arc space exploration ETF, ticker symbol ARCX. So basically they're gonna come up with a new actively managed ETF that is around space exploration. So some of RQ's top holdings include, again, Tesla, um, Kratos, which is an aerospace and defense company, and Alphabet Inc, also known as Google. There's also ticker symbol ARKW, which grew over 157% year to date. And this is a next generation ETF. So this ETF includes companies in the cloud computing space, cybersecurity, e-commerce, my favorite, AI, mobile tech, and IoT, or the Internet of Things, social platforms, and blockchain. And ARKW's top 10 holdings include Tesla, again, Woods is a big fan of Tesla, Netflix, Spotify, Shopify, Square, Grayscale Bitcoin, which is a way actually for you to indirectly invest in Bitcoin without purchasing the cryptocurrency, and it's diversified, and Teladoc Health, which provides virtual healthcare services. The fourth ARC ETF is ticker symbol ARKG or ARCG, which is the Genomic Revolution ETF. So this ETF has grown over 157% year to date. And it's an ETF that includes companies that produce or develop products that are expected to enhance the quality of human or other life. And these companies do this by incorporating technological and scientific developments and advancements in genomics into their business. So the companies in the ETF may develop or produce things like stem cells, targeted therapeutics, molecular diagnostics, and much more. So this ETF's top holdings include 
Teladoc Health, Regeneration Pharmaceuticals, and Cardex Inc. And the last one, guys, I know that there's a lot, but there's only five, and we'll do a little refresh for you guys at the end, is ARKK, which is a fintech innovation ETF. Fintech is financial technology. That's what it stands for. Um, and this ETF's grown 107% year to date, and it holds Square, PayPal, Pinterest, Shopify, and Zillow Group. So there's a lot of different ETFs that you could invest in. And if you're listening to this thinking, okay, well, which one should I invest in? They're all similar in the sense that they have innovative companies at their core. It just depends on what you're curious about and what you're interested in. Warren Buffett, um, who's one of the best investors in my eyes, has this one phrase that he's famous for, which is, don't invest in anything that you're not knowledgeable about. And, and I agree with that. So I think if you're curious about some of these investment technology or some of these uh, innovative technologies, do your research and learn what the genomic revolution is and you know what CRISPR is and what some of these advancements in genome technologies are. CRISPR is actually one of the most fascinating things to look into. It basically is a way to edit genes and gene expression. So it, it's a way for scientists to cut into a piece of DNA and alter it which enables, it's a huge and revolutionary technology that was discovered fairly recently, but it's a way for scientists and doctors to go into a cell's genes and edit out things like cancers and diseases. So it's just fascinating. Um, so highly recommend if you want to invest into one of these ETFs, do your research and understand what's going on into in these industries. My favorite of these ETFs is ARCW, which is the next generation ETF. I love this ETF because it has a lot of companies that I'm interested in, such as Tesla, Netflix, we all love Netflix, Spotify, Shopify, Square. So if you're in your early to mid 20s like I am, these companies are companies that we all know and that we have some information in and it would be an ETF, to, a good ETF to look into. But as Nika said, there is a wide variety of different ETFs that ARC holds all on different kind of sectors within the technology space. And there's a lot of room and potential for growth in all of these sectors. So just find the one that you're most interested in, do your research. And then if you still like what you see, go ahead and invest because these ETFs are relatively safe and are growing at a great rate, especially during these times. I think the, the really important thing to add is that majority of ETFs that you'll find, whether it's in like, let's say um, the mining industry, I talked about one of the worst investments that I've ever made, which was investing in Canadian silver mines at the start of the pandemic. I talked about this a bit on the Bitcoin podcast. And what I did there was I invested into an ETF that wasn't very diversified. So it was um, a group of Canadian silver mines in one stock, right? That's what an ETF is. So the beauty of these ETFs is that you get a basket of companies in, yes, they're all in technology, but they're all in fairly different industries in the sense that Shopify doesn't directly compete against Square and they don't compete against Netflix. And, you know, you can go out and individually purchase some of these stocks. Like I individually hold Netflix, for example, because I see a lot of value, especially in the pandemic with, you know, people streaming like crazy and then trying to produce more content. But it's tough for it, a retail investor like myself or yourself to go in and purchase every single company that's in these ETFs and have the same split that Kathy Wood's team 
develops. So I think if you're a bit of a lazy investor, the, one of the ARK ETFs is the way to go because her team packages them up for you in a digestible way that there's still a lot of opportunity for growth and you don't have to cherry pick all of these stocks individually and go out and buy them. And if you're not so much of a lazy investor and like to pick individual stocks, another cool thing that Kathy Woods and her team does is they show all their trades and picks for their ETFs live in real time. So this is all public information. And if you want to see what they're investing in or what they're selling in each of these ETFs, you can easily do that as well and kind of follow that trend. Um, so that's another thing that I thought was really cool. Kathy Wood says some really, really interesting stuff. And she actually recently had an interview with Yahoo Finance where she talked about some of her predictions for 2021 and beyond. And so it's great that we're you know, recording this episode after the one that we did last week because they're really co-related. So if you haven't listened to the one we had last week, definitely go and check it out. But Kathy Wood is a really big proponent of Bitcoin. And what she said recently about, you know, companies like Tesla purchasing $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin is that if every company was to purchase every company in the S&P 500, um, which is the top 500 companies uh, traded publicly on the U.S. stock exchange that are included in this index fund, S&P or Standard is in poor 500. I think there's actually 505 companies now. Um, what she said is that if all of those 505 companies went out and purchased just 1% of their cash in, and held it in Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin, because we said the price of Bitcoin is driven by demand and supply, the supply of Bitcoin would significantly decrease. And so the price of one Bitcoin would skyrocket and it would go up. 40,000 US dollars. And if these companies purchased instead of 1%, if they purchased 10% of their cash and converted it to Bitcoin, the price of one Bitcoin would go up to 267,000 US dollars. So it's interesting to think about. And I think Tesla really set the precedence for companies investing at least a small portion of their cash into Bitcoin. I think that's definitely going to drive the price of Bitcoin up in the future. All the companies put their balance sheets and invested into Bitcoin. There'd be no Bitcoin left for the rest of us. That's why you got to buy some now, especially if you're in it for the long term. I mean, we can't necessarily recommend that you buy or don't buy because, you know, we're not qualified to give you that advice. We don't want to be liable if the price goes down. We've um, just bought. <laughs> we, me and Katie have just bought Bitcoin like a little while ago. And personally, like after talking to Marco, after doing our own research, like it's something that we see value in long term, especially just the, the war on cash specifically. So we know that that is a trend that we're going to see in the future. So Katie and I have been talking a lot about investing into like MasterCard. Square, Visa, these are really interesting companies. Um, ARC also, and Kathy Wood specifically, sees value in that as well. And, and that's the direction that she wants to bring her fintech ETF into. And I think Elon was doing an interview where he was talking about these robo-taxis and how they'd be available all over the world. And say, for example, if a traveler, um, let's say from Canada, wanted to take a robo-taxi in China, instead of doing this like conversion of cash from Canadian dollars to, I think it's the yen or the whatever, the yuan, sorry. <laughs> uh, that currency paying for these robo-taxis in Bitcoin. 
So it's crazy to see the butterfly effect and the integration between um, Bitcoin and all these up and coming companies and the way of the future. So if you haven't already, I would really recommend looking into cryptocurrency, specifically the big players like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Another thing that was really interesting from that Yahoo Finance interview that uh, Kathy and her team did was she said, well, indirectly, she never explicitly said this, but she said Uber, Lyft, like these companies are not going to evolve fast enough because they don't have the infrastructure to invest into the robo taxi space. And so Tesla is going to crush it. And that's why I think she so heavily invests in Tesla. She also sees a lot of value in their energy side of the business. So um, she thinks that the the energy and like the batteries that they create are going to be um, worth the same amount as the the car company. So when you're buying Tesla, you're not just buying the cars, you're also buying these energy sources as well. And that's where she bases a lot of the value for Tesla is coming from. And if you've invested in Tesla and you've done your research, you probably know that already. More so sharing that for anybody that has been a little bit more cautious and thinks that Tesla is overvalued. I definitely think that it is. Katie will agree with me there for sure. Their PE ratio is like disgusting. I can't even, even though I know Tesla is so innovative and I would 100% never bet against Elon Musk, I cannot justify a PE of over a thousand. I just simply cannot. Um, but if there is any pullback or a dip in Tesla price and it becomes more reasonable, I will for sure be considering purchasing some shares of Tesla. And I think we talked about actually on the topic of Tesla and Elon in our last episode about um, bridging into the satellite space for um, internet, high-speed internet and all of that too. So there's a lot of value there. And I'm curious to see how these media and communication companies such as like Bell and Telus and Rogers are gonna keep up with that as well. So I think um, Tesla is a huge disruptive player in a lot of these sectors. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. Oh, definitely. I think if we look a little bit more short term, um, something that Katie and I talked a little bit about before we've actually posted about this was the stimulus that's going to be released into the, um, the stimulus package that's going to be released to large institutions. And what's basically going to happen is that's going to help cover um, corporate debt and make its way back into the stock market. So what Kathy says is closer to April and May, that's where we're going to start to see inflation hit. So right now we haven't seen inflation hit yet. And the reason why is people are sitting at home and they're not spending. And we'll only see the effects of inflation when people start spending and that money comes and circulates back into the economy. She also said that inflation is going to be around two to 4%, but I personally don't agree with that. Just looking at Canada specifically and how, um, how the economy is like in, in my corporate job, my nine to five, I see the economy firsthand. So I work with employers on a daily basis. I work with, um, companies basically in different sectors and I get a sense of what the hiring market is like what different struggles these companies are going through so it's it's like looking at the economy from a a bird's eye view and seeing what industries are affected where it's so it's really fascinating but I think inflation is definitely going to be a little bit higher then again I'm not an economist so 
I yeah, I I would have to agree with Kathy. I would say two to four percent is even still a little conservative, because if we think of all the money that not just Canada but all these countries are printing just to come up with these stimulus packages and um, bail out these companies from going bankrupt and helping people with their serve and people who've lost their jobs. I think there's no way that um, inflation isn't going to be high because we're, we're more, we're in debt now more than ever. I think, um, don't quote me on this, but I think I read that Canada tripled its debt in one year because of all the stimulus. I could wow. be wrong. I'm going to fact check myself later, but um, it was something crazy like that. So I think even two to 4% is conservative. I, I think inflation is going to be crazy. And when it hits, it's going to hit really hard. So hopefully we see um, a reflection in our salaries as the price of goods and consumer products go up. Our salaries will go up with it as well. Oh, that's a great point. Another thing that you guys can do just to hedge against inflation, which we've talked about before when um, we did a deep dive into cryptocurrencies, is to buy um, assets that are a hedge against inflation. So that's things like real estate, gold, Bitcoin, things that aren't affected by or aren't affected as much by the U.S. dollar. Yeah, I think if we're talking about the best hedge, people should definitely look into precious metals such as gold and silver. If we look back in history, that's how people traded. It's always been a historical means of currency. And I don't think that the value of gold and silver and precious metals is going to go anywhere. And if anything, it's going to increase in value with this inflation that is um, due to come. Yeah, inflation is... Inevitable. Um, inevitable. It happens every year anyways. So it's not that scary, guys. It, it, you know, that's why we say don't just hold on to your money and keep it in a savings account. Have your money work for you, invest it and have it grow so that you're you're not losing money with inflation every year. And that being said, investing into an ETF, whether it's one of the ARK ETFs or a different ETF, is a smart move because you're diversifying your portfolio. So we always say you don't necessarily want to put all of your eggs in one basket. If you think that Netflix is a strong company, they're producing a lot of content and you want to invest in Netflix, sure, Netflix is a great company and it might go up, but let's say you put $1,000 into Netflix and then it drops. Maybe not the best move, but what if you were to put $1,000 into ARK that holds Netflix, but only holds only 10% of its portfolio is Netflix and the other 10% are companies that Netflix doesn't compete against and aren't affected by the same things that Netflix might be affected by. Guys, don't be scared of investing in individual stocks. If you invest in Netflix and it drops, oh well, the thing we preach on this channel is if you are gonna invest in individual stocks, you're investing in them for the long term. And just remember, you don't lose money unless you sell. So if Netflix dips, that's okay, because let's say we did our research, we know Netflix is a solid company, they have good fundamentals, um, Netflix isn't going anywhere. So the share price is bound to bounce right back up. So you don't lose money unless you sell. Remember that as well. So don't be discouraged from investing in individual stocks. That's mainly what I like to do. But ETFs are a great alternative. And as we mentioned before, especially if you're new to investing, ETFs tend to have a less volatile price to them just because they are more diversified. So ETFs 
probably the better way to go for new and lazy investors. And ETFs also don't grow at the same rate as some of these growth stocks. So the beauty of ARK is that it's an ETF for some of these growth sectors. And that's why the returns have been really high year to date. Like 157% is not common for a typical ETF. Not even close. But I, I, I think since it's still a new ETF, as it matures, the growth is going to become less and less year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, an average more along the baseline, but it's crazy right now how fast these are growing. And I think a lot of the growth is also due to um, the times we're in right now with the pandemic and everything we're seeing. So, And people are bored. They're sitting at home and they're trading and they're, they're doing their research and they're trying to make more money, um, trying to start high side hustles. And oh, no, no, you're, you're completely right, Nika. A lot of horrible things have come from the coronavirus and this pandemic, but a lot of great things have come from this as well. People are taking their financial literacy seriously. People are starting to invest and trying to make money in different ways and trying to be resilient and innovative. And I think this is also bringing out the best in a lot of people in terms of creativity and taking their finances more seriously. And I think only good things are to come from this. So if you're one of these people who, you know, didn't really take their finances seriously, and then you got hit by that coronavirus and then reality hit you straight in the face, Um, and start investing and taking your finances seriously and starting to find other ways to make money, then good for you. And, and I'm happy for you. And hopefully we continue to learn more ways to grow our uh, portfolio and make more money together. Definitely. Katie, I'm so happy that you mentioned that. I think if you did start investing during this pandemic or just maybe more recently, like hats off to you, you're making the right steps and, and you're, you're choosing the right direction. So that's all for today, guys. I think we'll wrap it up here. To summarize everything that we talked about, Kathy Wood is a badass. ARK ETF is a cool ETF to invest in. If you want to buy individual stocks, that's cool too, just as long as you hold them for the long run. You don't lose money until you sell. And now there is a list for self-made richest women on Forbes in America. And that's pretty cool too. Again, we do not, I know we talked a little bit about GameStop before on this channel and AMC and all these meme stocks. We definitely do not encourage trading and gambling. We encourage long-term investing. Thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, we'll see you next week on not Tuesday, Wednesday. See you next Wednesday, guys. Bye.